1: I'm Deepti Bhaskaran, Editor of Personal Finance at Mint, and let me introduce you to some of my team members who'll help you on this journey. Neil Burate is a mutual fund reporter, then there is Disha Sangvi, who looks at insurance, Tanish Bhaseen will declutter the world of banking, Nilanjana Chakravarti and Nidhi Sinha will give you smart advice on financial planning. Last but not the least, Renu Yadav will help with taxes and real estate. So, let's get started. Welcome to your money journey.
2: Hello and welcome to Why Not Mint Money. This is Neil Borate from the Mint Money team and today I am joined by Rajiv Radhakrishnan who is the Head of Fixed Income at SBI Mutual Fund. Welcome Rajiv. Thank you Neil. So Rajiv my first question is that with inflation north of 7%, how can investors get real returns in fixed income?
3: Yeah, I think uh, what one needs to uh, distinguish here is uh, uh, the inflation number that we are seeing in the recent past. Is largely one off due to uh, certain uh, uh, uptake in vegetable prices and some food articles. So, what's important for an investor is the average expected inflation over the time horizon in which he would uh, be investing in. So, if you're looking at a one year plus uh, expected inflation projection, they are still within the four handle. So, I believe even today, given the current level of yields, there is still a real uh, a positive yield available to investors. Uh, through investments in fixed income products.
2: Which debt fund segment is best suited for investors in terms of risk rewards? So you mentioned that uh, one thing you can look at is the spread between AAA and AA. Right. Uh, so you know which segment looks the most attractive?
3: Uh, so uh, how I would uh, answer that is uh, one should uh, really be looking at uh, 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 fixed income from an asset allocation angle. Uh, uh, in, you know, instead of trying to move among various fixed income categories depending on what is the flavor of uh, the, uh, uh, the the moment, so I would say that uh, whether a short the short term to medium term segment, which is broadly in terms of interest rate risk, you are between the three to four year space. I think these pro- category of funds uh, should be part of your portfolio all across across interest rate cycles because I think that's that's where the discipline comes in because if you try moving among various categories depending on what is is a flavour of the month, and that's where you probably uh, tend to make mistakes. So, what I would advise is that for the fixed income uh, space, uh, we people investors should really have an asset allocation in mind. Of you decide to what extent you can invest in fixed income, let short to medium term funds, the short term funds, which are largely. Uh, a high credit uh, uh, portfolio and medium term funds which on an average are in the AA, AA plus uh, handle in terms of credit exposure. I would say these two categories should be part of the portfolio across rate cycles and today is no difference. Today, if you ask me uh, where investors can stay invested in the fixed income category and I would say this, would be a, this should be the core allocation in your portfolio. Of course, depending on the interest rate cycles, you can either uh, have a certain allocation to FMPs or into duration funds, depending on where the rate dynamics are. But the core portfolio should consist largely of short to medium term uh, category of products. Sure. At the very
2: short end, um, two, we- uh, two categories have changed and uh, there's also been an introduction. So overnight yeah. funds came in after Z categorization. And liquid funds have now been subject to a lot of restrictions. So, for an individual investor who's doing, say, an STP from a from a short uh, mm-hmm. duration fund into uh,
3: mm-hmm. equity,
2: should he avoid these two categories and maybe look at ultra short?
3: Yeah, I, I think uh, uh, we've already seen that shift. So, uh, to an extent, I would say uh, we've seen already. Uh, so, when these regulatory changes came in. The overnight category uh, grew, and I guess it will grow again because 1st April summer set of regulations would come into play. Uh, So we've seen uh, uh, the overnight segment grow, which is largely institutional in nature. At the same time, uh, a part of the liquid fund allocation has shifted into the ultra short. And ultra short is a three to uh, six month bucket product where you get a marginally higher accrual compared to where the liquid funds are. And I guess uh, for uh, retail investors, especially who do a switch into a different uh, category, uh, equity effectively from that fixed income space, I guess the uh, ultra short category would uh, be a very good product to uh, fulfill that particular uh, investment requirement. That's it for this edition of Why Not Mint Money. Thank you, Rajiv. Thank you, Neil.
1: That's it for today. Thanks for listening in. We're also available on LiveMint.com. And if you're old school, then do pick up a copy of Mint for some insightful coverage. If you have any questions you want us to address, do reach us out at Smartcast. We are present on Twitter, Facebook and Insta. And if you want to connect over email, write in to us at mint.com. Until next time, it's bye-bye. This was a Live Mint production
0: brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raisin a Pro. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear.